headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm your host, Christina Ellis, joined by my co-host, George Hamill. Give us a call, 888-825-5225. First up, we've got Brian calling from Greenville, South Carolina. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. How can we help? Um, so I'm working through baby steps, um, four, five, and six. I'm contributing like 21% to my 401k, but I want to know if I should back that down and tackle the house. Well, how much do you have left on the house? Um, I just bought it two years ago. And I owe 192. What made you decide to go with 21%? That's very specific. Um, so I put in the 15%, you know, that Dave recommends my company matches 4%. And then every year they automatically bump up my contribution, uh, 1%. So I guess I'm contributing 17% myself and then my company matches 4%. Oh, okay. okay. Can you, can you stop the automatic, automatic upgrade in your 401k there? Yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah, I'd bump that back down to 15% until the house is paid off, and then you can go hog wild. Um, so should I back mine down to 11% let my company... No. You, you'd go okay. to 15% of your income, regardless of what's happening with the match. Okay. And do you have kids? I, I have one. Okay. Are you saving for college? Uh, yeah, I started a uh, 529 for him a year ago. Awesome. Great. Well, you're doing awesome. I mean, you're pretty close to being right on plan just with that little 2% change. I mean, you're right on on track and I love your motivation to pay off the house. I love that you're getting so fired up. What's your timeline to pay it off? Yeah, I got a plan for about eight years. Oh, I think you can do better than that. What's your income? Um, my base salary is 60000 but with overtime, I, I do close to... 70, 72. That's awesome. And you've got some margin to put on the house once you get that 2% back? How much are we talking towards the extra towards the mortgage? Uh, right now, I do minimum $100 a month, but I get yearly bonuses through work that are, you know, a few thousand dollars. Um, I have a couple side hustles and any extra money kind of goes towards that. I love it. And your income's going to go up over the next eight years. Yeah, hopefully anyway. Yeah, you're a sharp dude. And so that's going to speed up this uh, payoff. So absolutely, I'd bump your contribution down to 15%, keep saving for college, and then any extra margin you can throw, put that onto the mortgage. Way to go. Yeah, way to go. You're you're definitely you know in a really good spot. And I love that you're just walking out the example of how to do the baby steps well. And I also love the match. That's just such a great thing. We love thing. a match around here. <laughs> we love a great match. All right, next up, we have Luke calling from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hey, Luke, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks for calling. How can we help? Um, so I feel like my, um, my budget, like my margins each month, um, I'm not quite achieving any of my goals. Um, I'm trying to be as aggressive with, as I can with my, uh, student loan repayments, but I also have a couple other things I'm saving for. Um, my truck has not been super dependable, so I'm saving to replace that. And then I'm also getting married um, next year, so I'm kind of saving for 
those expenses and moving out and stuff. And so I'm looking at my account each month and I'm not really getting anywhere because I feel like I'm spreading it all too thin. So maybe you guys could help me prioritize. Yeah. Well, congrats on getting engaged. That's exciting. you got some cool things on the horizon. So how much debt do you have? Thank you. Uh, right now I have about 19,000 all in student loans. All right. And what's your income? Uh, about 50,000. All right. And when you're, you're doing your monthly budget, do you think it's a spending problem? Is it because you're saving toward the car and the wedding? What, where do you think the problem lies? Is it an income problem? I'm not, it, it could be an income problem. I'm not spending anything. And part of it could be, maybe it's, Maybe it's not necessary to save as much as I think, like for the car and for the wedding, but um, like I'm saving pretty much 50% of my income goes towards my debt. So I live off of the rest and, you know, I'm saving about, I don't know, four or $500 a month. And I guess I'm just not sure, should I make less aggressive payments on my debt and save just kind of for this season or... How is this truck on its last leg? You said you're um, trying to replace your car. It's it's hard to say. It's <laughs> I've had to take it to the shop pretty much every month. Nothing major, but one hundred and fifty dollars here, three hundred dollars here, and that, and that's also kind of slowing down my my saving. Mm. What do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. A teacher. Okay. And are you doing any sort of side hustle or anything to make additional income? Um, I'm not. The primary reason is um, I teach band, and so I have a lot of after-school commitments, um, a lot of extracurricular activities. Um, so I don't exactly have a normal teacher schedule. Yeah, no band can get pretty intense. Um, what about off seasons? Do you have you know seasons where you're not you know having after-school hours with the band? Yeah, my summers are definitely. Um, available i've i've worked over the summers in the past and been able to make you know three or four thousand dollars in in a month or two like june and july yeah i think i mean right now i love that you're taking 50 percent of your income and throwing it towards the debt i think right now it's just that season where it's a challenge you gotta be gazelle intense you gotta kind of go through the slog this is the not fun part of it but you know it's gonna get you to a spot where once that nineteen thousand dollars is out of your life, once that debt is gone, that money is going to be able to really go towards savings and you're going to see a lot of progress. I know it's frustrating right now because you don't see that savings progress. You're going, oh man. Um, but it's mm-hmm. going to it's gonna get there. I think it's just kind of one of those seasons where you got to stay the course and keep pushing through. Do you know how much you are having to pay for this wedding? Have you guys talked about with the families? Who's paying what? Do you have a clear number? Yeah, so um, the family is able to contribute pretty much everything for the wedding. Um, I'm paying for the honeymoon and then I'm also wanting to save some money just for like the first month rent and you know, the deposit and I have no furniture. So I live at home right now. So, I mean, I'll be moving out for the first time. So I've also been saving a little bit for that. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you're doing all the right things. I'd get a clear number of what I'm going to need for all those wedding expenses. If that's $4,000 for honeymoon plus, 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 then we, backtrack that out and go, all right, every month I need to save $400 to have $4,800 12 months from now. And so you start to do that kind of math and that gives you your goal. And if that means I need a side hustle, then go get you a side hustle for a season. 
Yeah, and I think that's just important to remember that it is for a season. You know, you're coming up on that marriage and it's going to feel so good to do it debt-free and to be really seeing that traction with your wife as you're able to throw that money into savings. We'll be right back. Give us a call, 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past. But a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. you've gone through FPU, chances are it's because someone in your life lit a fire under you. Mom and dad gave it to you as a gift, your pastor offered it at your church, or that one friend wouldn't stop talking about it. So you finally took the class, started working the baby steps, and now everything's different. Your entire future changed. Now you can light a fire under someone else. You can give someone you care about Financial Peace University and share the same hope you've discovered with money. And with Christmas coming, this is the perfect time to do it. And when you give FPU as a gift, they get more than just a course. They'll also get the premium version of every dollar so that they can start living on a budget. Plus, they can even join in on group calls with our financial coaches, which I've been on those calls. These are amazing. This Christmas, give the people you care about a gift that actually matters. And that's hope. That's freedom. To buy FPU as a gift, Go to RamseySolutions.com slash GiveFPU. That's RamseySolutions.com slash GiveFPU. George, so we get some interesting messages on Instagram. Some of them are a little wild, and some of them are actually pretty eye-opening. And you got one recently. Our fans like to send me this stuff because they know know what riles me up, Christina. (laughs) And Tosh sent me this. uh, She got an email from her credit union in California and it's a new product from the credit union. It's called the Making Memories Loan. Oh, gosh. So let me read you their, their marketing copy here. They have like beautiful photos of like graduations and weddings and families having a great time. And it says, you can focus on enjoying the occasion. Altura is there to help with the expense. Oh, what a blessing. It goes on to say, whether it's a wedding, family reunion, graduation party, or any other type of celebration, Altura can help make the making with the Making Memories loan. It's quick and simple, great low rates, no collateral needed, up to 30 grand with just your signature. Oh, what a gift. 
What this a is gift. from the credit union that has a whole bunch of strings attached. We'll put you in debt for years. It's lovely and pretty and light and airy. What gets me is this, <laughs> like, they're going to pull at our, um, our emotional heartstrings to mm. go, like, do what's right for your family, even if you're broke, so that you can make a memory. That's just kind of gross, actually. It's extra gross. You know, it's funny. I was listening to the radio the other day, and I heard a commercial for a cash advance company, and the language around it was similar. It was really kind of disgusting. They were like, you can take control of your finances. You can be the person in your family. You're struggling with bills. You're struggling to do things. If you take out this loan, you're in control. At you're in charge. At 200% interest. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like of all companies to be promising that, you are not the company. Well, I expect see, I expect that from a payday lender and cash advance f- folks. I don't expect it from your local credit union. Be oh better. Gosh. Be better. Be better. Unforgettable moments. Uh, oh. I, I just the, the flowery, pretty language. It's just sad because you know somebody's falling for that. You know, the reason they're doing it is because for someone, that worked. Yes. Don't and be that someone. The Don't memory comes with payments every month with interest. And now you get to relive that memory every month when you send that credit union your payment. Oh. Angrily going, well, I guess there goes that vacation. Yeah, that's painful. Ugh. All right, let's go to the phones. Up next, we have Paul calling from Seattle, Washington. Hey, Paul, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, hello to the Dave Ramsey team. Uh, really glad uh, for you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for calling. Uh, How can we help? Yeah, I have uh, kind of a happy problem. I probably know what uh, uh, what you're going to say, but uh, but here's where I'm at. Uh, recently, I was very fortunate to land a job that pays significantly higher than what I was making uh, previously and with a different pay structure. Wow. And I have a mortgage, and with the uh, added income, I'm wondering how I should think about uh, putting towards my mortgage versus uh, adding more towards my retirement. Um, yeah, that's that's my question. Well, Love con- it. Congrats on the pay bump. That's great. So, wh- what is your income now? Yeah, right now it's it's an all cash uh, income, uh, uh, about seven hundred sixty-five thousand a year. Whoa, seven hundred sixty-five thousand a year. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a software engineer in Seattle. All right, I'm. Go- I could probably yes, guess who it's for. That's a very impressive man. Good for you. You must be a very good engineer. I don't know about that, but yeah, I, I consider myself lucky to, to have landed the job. I love it. Okay, so what is your mortgage? What's left on it? Uh, it's uh, a, a 1.3 million is left of my mortgage. Uh, it's uh, it's a six, 2.6% interest rate. I pay about 6,500 per month. And to get, to get the lowest interest rate, I opted for a seven-year ARM, which was offering at that point uh, the lowest interest rate. Ooh. So there are six years left on the ARM. And that could change. That is correct. Okay. Do you think you could pay it off in six years? I think so. Uh, six years, it might be tight, but uh, I think I should be. I was uh, With the new income, I should be able to. Yeah, because that's uh, doing the math here. That's throwing two hundred sixteen grand of your seven sixty five. Obviously, high taxes there, so I don't know what you're taking home out of that seven sixty five. Probably closer to three fifty. Yeah, three three eighty three ninety is what I take home. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's doable. Do you think you could throw two hundred grand a year at this thing? Um, I I think so. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering should I should I use some of that towards my? I'm already uh, probably maxing out my 401k, Roth IRA, Mega Backdoor Roth, HSA, FSA. Oh, that's uh, amazing. I can also I can do more towards like a, with the traditional um, brokerage account. So should I do a little bit of that, or should I just go to go towards my mortgage? 
I would cap it at 15%. And so whatever gets you there from that, you know, obviously that's a giant number from 765 and you take 15% of that, that's 114 grand. And mm-hmm. so if you've already maxed out everything and there's still money left over to get to that 15%, you can throw that chunk in a taxable brokerage account to kind of finish it out. I see. Do you have any kids? Uh, yeah, I have a one-year-old. Okay. Have you started a 529? Yes, I have. Okay. Great. You're, Man, you're just a rock, a rock star. star I'm, right? I'm just so excited for you. I'm like, this guy, I mean, are you already a millionaire? Uh, uh, I don't know. My house is probably at uh, about two two million. So adding all of that up and my pre- some of my, some of the stocks I have from my previous job, probably close to yeah, I, I'd say so. Wow! Could That's you a- cash out of those stocks at this point? Uh, I can. I will have to pay a lot of capital gains though because I did have quite a lot of gains uh, on mm-hmm. those stocks. This may be a silly question, but I just want to ask it just in case. You don't have any other debt, do you? Uh, no, no okay, other debt. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you can. I would work with the tax pro to look at the kind of tax structures and what you would owe if you did certain things. Uh, but it may be really cool to cash out of some of those stocks, maybe over a period of time, so that you don't have as much of a tax burden and uh, pay off the house. So wow, that's so cool. That's Thank amazing. Uh, there, there's one more thing uh, uh, about my situation. So I, I'm an immigrant in this country. I'm on a work visa. So just thinking about uh, like a worst case situation. So uh, if, if I lose my job and I'm not able to get another job, I might have to leave the country. It, does that change your answer at all in terms of paying off mortgage or versus putting toward, uh, towards the retirement? No, it doesn't. Because if you were if you had to leave the country for some reason, I would sell the property, leaving you with a giant chunk of money. And all the money you're putting into that mortgage is now built in to the sale of the home. You're going to get it all back in equity. I see. Okay. Yeah, you're doing great. This is this is amazing. You're going to be able to leave quite the legacy to your child and build quite the nest egg. It's you're you're killing it. I had to almost blink for a second when he said his income. I thought he said seventy five thousand, and then I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Well, those uh, those Seattle software engineers, Christina, they make buku bucks, and of course in Seattle, it's very expensive. There's high taxes, and so it's kind of like a Silicon Valley level situation, but. Man, I'll I'll take seven hundred sixty-five thousand dollars yeah, even with a, high taxes. That's, that's great impressive. Way. Great way to build some wealth. I love the motivation. We've had so many people call today about wanting to pay off their house and getting excited about paying off their house. But I think it's still important to kind of have that discussion of how important it is to still save to, for retirement. Of course, yes. you know the last caller he's being aggressive with retirement still. But there's been some calls where people are tempted to stop retirement investing just to pay off the house. What would you say to those people who are kind of feeling that pull to stop investing? Well, I think we have to have a long-term mindset and think about, I want to be able to retire in 20 years and not have my kids have to cover the bill. I want my kids to not have the burden of student loans. So let me make sure I invest 15%, my kid's college is taken care of, and the house will get paid for. And if it slows it down, that's okay. Yes. we got to think long-term. Yes, we love the motivation. We love how inspired you are, but we, we're, we're in it for the long game. We're trying to... There's more to life than just paying off the house. Right. We want you to be baby step millionaires, and that means focusing on all areas, following the steps, step by step. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show.
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Christina Ellis, joined today by my co-host, George Camel. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Next up, we have John calling from Los Angeles, California. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Hi. How can we help? Uh, I had an insurance question, life insurance. Um, I'm 70 years old, and I have a term life insurance policy that's good until um, 2025, and it's costing me about 200 a month. And my uh, financial advisor said that I should get a whole life insurance now while I'm still 70 instead of waiting till I'm a couple years older. And it's gonna. I, I've already um, applied for it, and I can get it, but it's going to be like 1,165 dollars a month. And I was just wondering if it would be better to hold off, let my other term life run out, and then try to get another term life or to try to get a whole life. Did your agent quote you for another term life or did he just offer you whole life? They just offered me whole life. Mm. Can I tell you what's actually going on here, John? Pardon me? Can I tell you what's actually happening here? Yeah. Your financial advisor is just a whole life salesman. And the reason he's pushing whole life is because he's making a giant spread on that premium. And he's going to make very little comparatively on a term life policy. Yeah, the fact that he didn't even offer you or quote you the term life is a pretty big red flag. So tell us a little bit more about your financial situation. Um, Do you have any debt? Um, I have a house payment. That's the only thing. What's in retirement? Um. I have Social Security and then a retirement from the IBEW. Okay. What's that amount to? It's not a lot. It's only about 3800 a month. Okay. So the idea with term life is that by the time it's over, you're self-insured and you'd be able to cover any costs. Um, so if you don't have that ability to cover those costs, I would still steer you to another term life policy, even though it's going to be expensive, but it still won't be nearly as expensive as that whole life policy. Right. That's what I was thinking. I, I'm just, he's trying to tell, and the whole life that they're talking about is 300,000 and the term that I have now is 500,000. Yeah. It's cause whole life sucks and it's super expensive. And, uh, as an example, a $250,000 policy might cost you two sixty a month on your premiums with whole life. But with a term life policy, it might cost you 13 bucks a month. So it's astronomically cheaper uh, for the same amount of coverage. And the money you save, you can invest the difference if you've got it. And whole life is terrible because it tries to do two things at once. It tries to be an investment vehicle and an insurance vehicle, and it ends up not being great at either one. So if I'm you, honestly, in your shoes, I'm firing the financial advisor and saying, hey, it's been great working with you. Uh, sayonara. And you can go connect with a better financial advisor called SmartVestor Pro at RamseySolutions.com who isn't going to steer you towards these crappy whole life policies. So wishing you the best, John, with these decisions, but run far away from this. Yeah. that's Ugh, It just breaks my heart when financial <sighs> advisors, who you go to because you trust them, with your biggest life decisions and your biggest money decisions, steer you to these crappy products. Also, they can get a bigger cut. That's just sad. That it feels like such me. a cash grab. But thank you for calling. I'm glad 
you know, you did have that gut check that yeah. made you go, this just doesn't feel right. Thank and you for that, John. Hopefully we, we talked him off the ledge. Yeah. Up next, we have Julie calling from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hey, Julie, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey. So, um, I'm going to jump right in. So I'm working two full-time jobs right now um, and physically just kind of feel like I'm killing myself. Um, so I'm wondering, does it make sense to pay for a certification um, and go through some training that would allow me to take an online job, even though I'm you know, still drumming in debt and all of those things? Well, how much debt do you have? About 60000 Okay. And what, what kind of work are you doing right now with these two full-time jobs? So I am a teacher and then I work in a factory at night. Wow. You are hustling. Whew, those what? are not yeah. easy jobs. No, no, they're not. No wonder you feel tired. What's your total income from those <laughs> jobs? Uh, my total income is about 60000 with those two. Hmm. So if you were to go back to school, what would you want to study? Well, um, I have a degree already in business administration, um, but I was thinking if I go more for a certification, not in a college, um, either something in accounting that would allow me to do that or um, something in web development, uh, maybe back-end web development. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I mean, have you looked into jobs that you could get right now without an extra certification that are outside of teaching? Well, the teaching job is the one that I really want to hold on to. It doesn't okay. pay much of anything, but it's kind of what makes me human. So Aww. I want to hold that. Hey, we need more people like you in God the world. bless the teachers. As a mother, I am very <laughs> concerned about the education system. So thank you for what you do. <laughs> well, thank you. So this extra job, are you looking at another full-time job that's basically online? Yeah, maybe full-time. I think part-time I could probably do, but it would slow down any process of getting rid of debt, for sure. Yeah, have you looked at the price of the certification programs? Not really, no. I've looked just a little bit here and there, um, but it would take a lot of research to figure out, you know, get past just all the advertisements to get to what's real. Yeah, well, I know that there are some pretty affordable ones right now, and some are even free. I know that a lot of companies, like I, I believe Google's got a really cool program right now where they'll train people for jobs that they are that they have in demand, and they'll train people for free. So, oh, really? I mean, with a business administration degree, I mean, there's a lot of possibility right now to look into potentially a very low-cost or free program that could yield a pretty cool job. Yeah. And I'm going to gift okay. you, Julie, Ken Coleman's Get Clear Career Assessment to help you figure out exactly what the path is. Because you mentioned a few options there, and I want you to not just do the one that pays the most, but do the one that you're also passionate about. And I think you can make great money doing the thing that you love. And that's what our friend Ken teaches every day. So we're going to give you that. It'll take you about 20 minutes to go through, but that will help steer you towards the right direction. Uh, what kind of debt is this, the 60 k so it's a pretty even three-way split with student loan, a car, and then just credit card, you know, junk debt. Okay. Have you cut up the cards? No, but I don't use them. Then cut them up. That's I a great way to never okay. be able to use them. Uh, it can become okay. a crutch when you fall on hard times and you go, well, at least the credit card companies are there for me, except they're not because right. they're there at 22% interest, keeping you in debt longer yeah. and longer. So cut those up. Uh, would you consider selling the car? Is it worth more than you owe? Um, no, it's not. So I actually just bought out my sister's lease. 
uh, which was the cheapest way to get a car because our other car um, didn't have air conditioning. We'd fix it several times, and then it goes back out. We were just kind of draining money. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure that there's really a better option for me to go for right now. So what's left on the car loan? We just did that, so it's right at 20 Okay. When you say we, who is involved here? My husband. Okay. Is his income factored into this? No, it's not. So what is is his income not helping pay down this debt? Yes and no. We're we're not organized. We're all over the place. Um, and so we we still feel like we're living paycheck to paycheck, pinching the pennies. Um, yeah, that's just, that's the yeah. real crisis here, Julie. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to put you guys uh, through Financial Peace University on us if you're willing to do it. Is he on board, or is he kind of skeptical towards this whole thing and going, "Well, that's your debt, not mine." What's well, his attitude? we share our finances. We share the finances, but I'm really the one who manages it. And so I think it's he doesn't feel all the stress that I do because it's easier for him not to look at it as intently so as I do. So you're carrying the brunt of all of the stress and burden and two full-time jobs, and he's like, well, she manages the money. I guess. Oh, Julie, guess Julie, Julie. All right, we're going to gift it to you. I hope that you guys go through it, have a serious conversation, and go, I'm not okay. I'm scared. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I need you on board in this marriage. And if he's not willing to do that, we got bigger issues, and counseling needs to get involved here. Yeah. But I'm so sorry, Julie. That's tough. And y'all are just running so fast right now, taking the time to you know slow down, get educated, get on a budget. That alone is probably going to save y'all so much. Yeah. So Hang on the line. We'll get you the Get Clear Assessment and Financial Peace University. We're cheering you on. This is The Ramsey Show. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 118.24 Give every day the chance to become the most beautiful day of your life. Mark Twain. Whew, that's beautiful. Beautiful reminders there. Yeah, sometimes you just need that little reminder. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, first, we have Lewis calling from Miami, Florida. Hey, Lewis, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. How can we help? Well, I'm in a financial crisis, and, and actually um, I'm anxious and I'm scared. Uh, we sold our home uh, eight months ago, and we had proceeds of about $70,000. But because our debt-to-ratio is upside down, we've been finding ourselves dipping off of that money and paying bills and we're down to 37,000 to buy a home and we're scared because we're still upside down in our debt. Well, tell us about this debt. How much debt do you have? Well, together with the two vehicles that I have, I have about $76,000 in debt. Just all vehicles? No, that's just uh, 33,000 is credit cards and small loans. And the rest is for the two cars. But 76 is the total? Correct. Okay. What is your uh, household income? Household income is about 115000 
Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers here. It gives me a lot of hope. But I think part of it is, have you continued using the credit cards? Shame on me, but yes. Well, it's okay. But starting today, I think we need to cut them up because it's a crutch that's causing you to go further into debt. And on top of that, you're depleting the money. So you're using the credit cards, but you also said you're dipping into the proceeds from the home sale. That's correct. And is that going to just cover the bills, or are there spending habit issues as well? Well, it's mostly covering the bills from spending on credit cards and and small loans and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, what are the cars worth? The cars are worth, actually, coincidentally, I, I went and appraised one of the cars today, and they're actually giving more than what I owe on the vehicle. This is a great situation. If I'm in your shoes and you're feeling that level of anxiety, like you can't crawl out of this thing, I would sell the cars and purchase something, uh, a very reasonable, affordable used car with cash with the savings that you have. And with the proceeds okay. from the, you know, the profits from the car sales. Okay. Because that would leave you with how much debt? If you got rid of all the car loans, you just had the credit cards and personal loans, that leaves you with 33 k That's correct. And frees up the payments that you were making on those car loans. Now making 115000 with more margin, how quickly could you pay off 33000 Right. Makes sense. That gives me that. You feel that energy that we just created there, the momentum? Yes, you did. And so I think that is your next step. But beyond that, we have to change our behavior because selling the cars is a great shortcut. It's like a life hack, right? But we have not touched the behavior of what caused us to spend. And so part of that is the debt payments for sure. But part of it is we got to get on a budget. We are not eating out. We are scared through our, we have got to get out of debt. if It's the last thing we do. And I think that's part of the reason you've called today. I can hear it in your voice. I mean, it sounds like you've had that I've had it moment. It may have just recently happened. But it seems like it's happened. Is that correct? Oh no, that is definitely correct. Uh, uh, I've, I've not only had it, but I'm almost to the scared point because this is the money that we had to buy our home. We're renting now, waiting to find our home, but the money's depleting pretty quickly. Well, and that's when a lot of times real life change happens. When people hit that spot where they're like, "We cannot live life like this anymore." It is time to change. That's when real change happens. So I know today is scary, and I know that you feel that palpitation in your in your chest, and it feels nerve wracking. But I, I know it's hard to hear this, but that's a good thing because yeah. today is the day that everything's going to change. Today's going to be the day that you look back on when you're on that debt free stage, and you say, "That's the day that everything changed. That's the day I made a decision. I stopped spending on credit cards. I changed my mindset. I got an FPU, and I was all in." And Lewis, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but you're not ready to be a homeowner right now. And so I know you see this pile of cash and you go, well, that's for the home. Right now it's to pay off the debt because that home's going to own you if you jump into it right now. And so here, if I'm in your shoes and you want to follow the baby steps, you want to be gazelle intense, here's what you're doing. You're selling both cars and hopefully the profits from that can get you used cars. If you need to dip into some of that savings to make it happen, that's okay. But the rest of that money, you might have 33000 left in savings or 34000 and you can clean up the rest of that debt this week. Right. Think about that. You're in a position where by the end of the week, you could be completely debt-free with no payments and about 1000 bucks in the bank. 
And yes, it feels like, well, we're moving backwards. No, my friend, you are moving forwards because you are not paying interest. You don't owe anyone anything. And now all of that 115000 can help you build back up your fully funded emergency fund, which means you're never going back into debt again. And then we can start saving back up for the house. So it may be three years before you're ready to jump into a house, which I know is frustrating. But man, you're going to be in a different place financially by the end of the week if you follow this stuff. Lewis, how does that wow, feel? That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I want to equip you. I know we can't do it all on radio call. I'm going to gift you one year of Financial Peace University. I want you to watch those videos with your family, all nine lessons, get fired up, use the every dollar budgeting tool to make a plan for every single dollar coming in. And man, please call us back when you're debt free. I love, we always love the where are they now stories, Christine. We never get to hear it. And I can feel the fire that Lewis has got. And we want to keep that going. So hang on the line. Austin's going to pick up. We'll gift you one year of Financial Peace and every dollar premium. Yes, I'm excited to hear that success story. All right, we got time for one more call. We've got Hannah calling from Peoria, Illinois. Hey, Hannah, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. Um, I just had a quick question about where to look for scholarships. Um, I have the opportunity to start a bachelor's program in January um, with my employer paying pretty much all of the tuition um, Amazing. However, it doesn't cover things like books or fees or anything like that. Okay, that's great. That's amazing that you got your employer to cover that. That's fantastic. And you can still make money while going to school. So that's fantastic. Yes. And I love a good scholarship conversation. Uh, one of my favorite databases to look at is Scholarship Owl. And they're great because basically a scholarship database goes through all the millions of scholarships out there and it takes information about you and helps match you with scholarships that specifically fit you. So that's where I would start is looking at databases. I'd also look at the school that you're going to. So that's awesome that your employer is, you know, covering tuition, but see if the school has any scholarships. Have you checked that yet? Uh, Not yet. I just got the... um the news that I was going to be, that I got accepted as one of the 55 that they're offering this to. Um, and so I got that call earlier this week. Well, congratulations. That's amazing. And I love that your first go-to is to immediately start thinking through how can I pay for the rest of this without debt? That your first thought is, you know, what scholarship can I find? How can I hustle? How can I figure this out? So that's outstanding. Yes. Do you know, well, is there this any... is actually my... Yeah, keep going. Uh, this is actually going to be my second bachelor's, and I did the first one with about 90000 in uh, student loans that I'm still working on trying to pay off. Mm. So I do not, definitely do not want to be going back into any more loans. <laughs> yes and amen. We well, just said, debt is off the table, because I know what that's like. Never again. Yes. Oh, that is so cool to hear, Hannah. Well, we're cheering you on. And it's amazing what happens, Christina, when you just decide, you pre-decide that debt is not an option. All of a sudden, you get real creative, and it causes you to be patient and do your research and be intentional and look for the scholarships and work. And all of these things combined cause you to have that success, to cause you to go to college debt-free. Absolutely. Taking it off the table is just a game changer. And I will say with scholarships, be willing to be patient on the front end and do the research. I think people want to get on Google in about 30 minutes and find a list of 100 perfect scholarships that just apply to them. But it can take some time. Like you got to do the work on the front end so that you're really applying for the scholarships that fit you best. But I'm excited for you that it's amazing that you're going to go to nursing school debt-free. I love it. So that puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. If you like the show, please consider subscribing. 
leaving a review and sharing it with a friend. Big thanks to all the guys in the booth for running the show and to my co-host, George Camel. And to you, America, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. This is The Ramsey Show. Do you love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.